Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. One of the most confusing teachings in our churches today is actually that fivefold ministry that is taken from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and onwards. The Apostle Paul talks about how God has given prophets, apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists that they may shepherd God's church to unity and to maturity. And when people come across that, they ask, why are you saying they are no longer prophets and apostles when Paul says they are going to be there until the church has become mature? Are you saying that the church has now become mature? That's why they are no longer there? Now, personally, I take the position that we no longer have prophets and apostles. And let me explain why. When we talk about prophets and apostles, there is usually great confusion as to the usage of the words. In, for instance, when you talk about apostles, there are two ways in which to understand them. Number one, it can mean the original twelve apostles that were chosen by Jesus, and there is a certain criteria Jesus was using. When you read in Acts chapter 1, when they are replacing Judas after he has committed suicide, they provide a criteria for choosing an apostle to replace him. They say he must be a man who was with us from the beginning of the ministry of John the Baptist until now. In other words, he was to be chosen to be an eyewitness to the ministry of Jesus. And you can't be an eyewitness if you were not there. So the qualification was, he must have been there at the word, at the very beginning. Now if you take that understanding of the word apostle, if someone calls himself an apostle today, it means he must be over 2,000 years old. And I don't think there is anyone. But in the New Testament, there is another sense in which the word apostle is used. The word apostle can mean the sent ones. The ones who have been commissioned to go and preach the gospel. In Acts chapter, I think it's chapter 13, we read about the church at Syria in Antioch, where the Holy Spirit says, separate for me Paul and Barnabas, for I am commissioning them to preach the gospel among the Gentiles. The word used there is that I have set them apart as apostles to the Gentiles. But you don't read about Barnabas being one of the apostles. What that means is that they were apostles in the sense of the saint ones. So, if you have been commissioned to go and be a church planter, or to go and be a missionary, whether in your village or outside your village, in a sense we can call you an apostle. You are an apostle because you were the saint one. Now, it does not mean that you are an apostle like the original twelve that Jesus specifically chose and gave power to take the gospel to the world. But you are an apostle in a sense that you have been sent. So, whenever you are debating, you need to first define terms. What do I understand when I say I'm an apostle? If you are thinking like you are the apostle Peter, no, you are in error. If you are thinking about an apostle as one who has been commissioned to preach the gospel, yes, you are right. All preachers of the gospel, in a sense, are apostles. Now, what about prophets? 
We know that prophets were God's spokesmen, especially in the Old Testament, who communicated God's will and promises to the nation of Israel and other surrounding nations. Those days, those prophets were not only future tellers or foretellers, but they were also what we call forth tellers. A prophet was first and foremost a preacher. We see them teaching Israel on how to behave and worship God properly in the here and the now. Now when you come to the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says that in the past, in various ways and at many times, God spoke to our forefathers by prophets, by visions and dreams, and then it says, but now he has finally spoken to us by his son. And the key word there is finally, that a greater than the prophets has come. And because the prophets prophesied the coming of the Messiah, and the Messiah has now come, all eyes must be glued to the Messiah and not to the prophets who foretold him. So it's like they are all pearls and goes back into the background and Jesus stays in the center to shine. But again in scripture, the word prophet is also used in various ways. As I have said, it can mean someone who foretells the future, things that have not yet happened, and we see most of the Old Testament prophets do that. But there is a sense in which prophets foretell or declare things of now. And in that case, we call it teaching or preaching. When you come to the New Testament, you don't hear much about prophets. You hear more about apostles. There are some few incidences where like they talk about the prophet Agabus and the seven daughters of Philip in the book of Acts. But you no longer hear them as you continue to go on into the New Testament teaching. Soon or later you see Paul asking that they appoint elders and deacons, they appoint bishops, and you no longer hear him saying appoint prophets. You do not read of anyone who either joined the apostles apart from Paul after the ministry of the apostles. What that means is not necessarily that we don't have prophets, but what it means is that their role changed. Rather than prophesying the future, which had already arrived in Jesus, now they organized the church and taught it how to worship this Jesus who has come. So a prophet is primarily a teacher. If a pastor is preaching and proclaiming God's word, in that sense he can call himself a prophet. But he does not mean that he is like the prophet Isaiah or the prophet Ezekiel. That was a prophetism of a certain category and of a different kind and it's no longer needed because their job was to herald the coming of Jesus and he's already here. Once the guest of honor has come, though the MCs put the microphones down, right? The LCs no longer speak because the guest of honor has done what? Has arrived. So when you go back to the ministry of prophets and apostles, you are actually limiting your understanding of the ministry of Jesus because Jesus is greater than all these. In fact, when Paul talks about these two offices, he talks about them as foundational, that the foundation of the church was built on the prophets and the apostles. Now, what foundation is this? The foundation of Christian doctrine. That the teaching of Christianity 
was propagated by prophets and apostles. They laid the foundation for what a church should believe, how a church should behave, how it should live as it waits for the second coming of Jesus. And now that the foundation has been laid, pastors and teachers and evangelists can go on interpreting and explaining. They are not adding into scripture. They are interpreting what the prophets and the apostles have already said. So think about prophets and apostles. They laid the ground for doctrine, right? Today we interpret it. That's why we open the Bible when we want to preach. If that were not the case, I would come and I also tell you what God told me last night and I sit down. That's why you do not have any other person for the last 2,000 years writing another book to add in the Bible. Because the faith is once for all delivered. The faith is complete. So what is our job as church leaders today? To interpret and apply. Not to add new revelation, but to explain existing revelation. And in that role, we are teachers, we are preachers. If you want to be a prophet in a sense that you proclaim God's word, fine, it's okay. Just don't try to be like the prophets of the Old Testament. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.